Hello, you're very welcome to the uh, episode five, I think it is, of uh, season two of Two Hands on the Hurl podcast. And I'm joined, as always, uh, by these uh, two lovely gentlemen. Uh, first of all, I'd like to introduce uh, Mr. TJ Mills, who spends a lot of time on the fence, and hopefully we can uh, get him off the fence today. How are you doing, TJ? <laughs> I'm scared of heights, so I don't want to hop down the other side, so that's on the No, <laughs> you just stay where you are. Yeah, stay, stay that's it. <laughs> And the other man I want to introduce is, uh, well, you know, I'm in the presence of greatness here, the, the rugby guru, uh, very, uh, very fancy name. Uh, don't know if you have all checked him out on Instagram. If you, if you haven't, uh, check him out. Uh, how are you doing, Dreamy Leamy? I am good, uh, Mr. Host. Um, I'm not sure if you introduced yourself yet, so uh, I don't know who I'm talking to. Uh, I'm Robbie Mansfield. Thanks very much for oh, that. Robbie, what's, <laughs> what's not... the story, man? Hey, what's the crack? <laughs> I was just too fo- I was too focused on on your intros that I forgot about my own intro. As I anyway. just want to say it there, uh, thanks million for that little plug. You're at Rugby Guru ninety six. Yeah, give it I'm a, a little touch. I'm a little disappointed that you didn't go for at Rugby Guru sixty nine. I'm just a little bit disappointed. There was yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there, the opportunity was there, but I said yeah, ninety six. Uh, go with the bird cheer. So uh, go with the bird cheer. Sure, you're only a chap. Yeah. He's only a chap. That's it. I said I'd, uh, I'd keep it country, keep it clean. 96. 96. Yeah, yeah. Cool, bye. So we'll crack on to our first topic. So, um, you know, we're in the midst of kind of lockdown and a dark and dreary February bush. We have uh, the Six Nations uh, coming back this weekend, which is great. Um, are you looking forward to it, Liam? I am, of course, actually, yeah. Um, I think what I'm looking forward to most of all is uh, England have a weekend squad. Uh, that's that's what I'm looking forward to most. Um, and they, I think it'll be really shown this weekend, Scotland playing England. Scotland will know because uh, a lot of England's bigger players, um, like as we know, a lot of them are playing the Saracens and they're going down to D2 in England. So a lot of them aren't playing. And then again, uh, you have, say, um, a lot of the English squad didn't want to come into this six-week camp. So uh, I think they're going to have a really weakened team. And, um, yeah, it should be interesting. I think Scotland are going to take it to, uh, to England at the weekend. I think that's going to be the game to watch, lads, uh, Scotland-England. I think England England might come out the gates. First 20 minutes, absolutely, uh, he'll, uh, you know, ask the grass, you know, kind of go for it, and then uh, they'll probably die off after 20 minutes or so. But, um, yeah, the Ireland squad is looking good for uh, for Sunday against Wales. Uh, looking forward to that. Um would you make of uh, Furlong on the bench? Um, I, th- I think it's good that he's on the bench and he's not starting, to be honest. Um, but I think it's a, it's a very big call to have him there already. I know he played uh, last weekend for Lencer and he got a good 40 minutes in. He was looking all right. But um, I think he's probably just a small bit behind the pace at the moment. I think they could have left him out till, till next week or the week after. But uh, really looking forward to seeing him come on maybe for the last 20 or 30 minutes. But uh, I don't think he'll get much more than that, uh, especially with how well Porter's playing at the moment. So I think you might see uh, Furlong come on tie heads, Porter go loose, and Healy pop off. And then after another 10, 15 minutes, we'll get uh, Kilcoyne come in. So, um, yeah, yeah, is there any surprises in the selection? Um, Starting out, I'm kind of surprised with James Lowe as well because he's only back from injury too. So uh, I think that's a big call to throw him straight in. Uh, delighted to see Keenan there full back. So happy enough. Uh, yeah. Keith Earls back on the wing as well. So yeah, there's a, there's a strong team there, lads. Uh, looking forward to it. Looking forward to it really much. Yeah, yeah. Have a few uh, few few gins you know, while watching it and you know, be on one. A few ginskies. Is it the, la- it's the last game of the weekend, is it? Ah, uh, yeah, so it's Sunday. I'm not sure what time. Uh, I think if it's Sunday, it's usually an early enough game and there's only one on. So, um, yeah, should be a nice full day, lads. It'd be a nice... Uh, ni- Sorry, just, be, uh, just about to say, it'd be a nice little warm-up for um, for your NFL game. What is it? Super Bowl? Super Bowl, baby. Well, I'll probably go for a nap uh, before that starts anyway, but uh, I'll definitely try and watch the, the Ireland match. Uh, TJ with uh, Ireland having lost their last three games in Wales now no, there's not going to be any crowd uh, at the match at the weekend do you think that kind of uh, Wales have a bit of a 
bit of a hoodoo over us in Cardiff at the minute and it's going to be a tough game or do you think Ireland are going to win? Yeah, I, I think with Craig not being there, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I won't try to say on defence, I won't. But um, with the Craig not being there, going over to Wales, I mean, the, it, it's just, I, I can't imagine what the stadium would be like for the players having so many Wales supporters in and then especially... I, I don't know where where is the game, Liam? Is it in the Principality or is it in in the main stadium in Cardiff itself? DJ, I know it's in Wales, and that's about the extent okay. of my knowledge. I, I think it's in well, what used to be called the Millennium Stadium. I'm not sure if they call it that anymore, but it's their main stadium they play. I know. Sorry, I know that I heard something about the Principality, so I know um, Millennium Stadium. Yeah, no, I, I don't think I don't think it will really overall. Ireland. I mean, if it was last game and it was Six Nations decider, it might be different. Like memories of going back to two thousand nine kind of uh, situation again. But I mean, Wales Wales aren't in great form lately. They're missing a couple of players as well. So I think this is a great chance for Ireland to get off the Six Nations in, in, with the best possible start. Um, I agree with what Liam said there. I think starting low is a bit of a Big call, but um, I I like Keenan in full back. I won't lie, I like his style of play, and there, there's a couple of players I'd like to see kind of changed out. But I suppose go for experience. Like so I'd like to see Jonathan Sexton rested. I know he was out with a was it a hamstring injury, so um, I would have liked him to see him being rested for a couple of weeks as well. But um, I know I, I think Ireland will get off to the best possible start there. Um, Wales, when they came to the Viva Stadium there a couple of months ago, weren't really up to much. It was a late charge that they kind of made some sort of game of it. And I, I can't see any improvement. I agree with what Liam said there. I think um, the England-Scotland game, that could be a cracker. And this would be the best chance Scotland would have of beating England in a hell of a long time. And then with what's it, the Calcutta Cup up for grabs as well. There's an extra bite to that one. So, um, yeah, yeah I, I actually think that could be the game of the weekend. It, yeah, the England-Scotland game is always a, it's always a cracker, no matter how how bad uh, Scotland are, because like, they've been kind of, over the last 10 years, they've been pretty bad, and but they've always kind of got up for that English game and kind of a couple of times in the last two distant past they've kind of gotten over the line against England so it should be like a real uh, cracking game as well with um, England missing a few few players as Liam was saying uh, just in a word uh, before we move on guys just a yes or no do you think that Ireland can win the Grand Slam or Six Nations I'll go to you Liam first um, I don't think I don't think so no I think Wales are actually going to beat Monsunda I don't okay. think Ireland uh, have gelled well enough, so I think it's so going to be Wales. It'll be a cracking game, even... I think. Huh? Sorry, go on. I think it's going to be a cracking game, but I think Wales are going to edge it again. It's often been kind of said that you can't win the Six Nations in the first game, but you can definitely lose it in the first uh, in the first few minutes. Uh, so you're you're going to go for uh, Ireland to win, TJ? But do you think they're going to win the Six Nations and the Grand Slam? Um. I think they have a fair chance. I won't lie to you. I know it was very downbeat there last year with Ireland, but I mean, we see what sort of friends a French team turn up. I know they're playing Italy, and Italy are nearly the whipping team at times, but they can put up big performances. But I mean, if if Scotland defeat England, and I mean France are kind of France on bring in the form they had last year, I think Ireland have a great chance, but. I mean, going over, like I was saying, going over to Wales is tough, but if they can get a good win there, I think it will set them up nicely. I, I really do. And if England are low on confidence and missing players, I think the English game will really tell if Ireland win the Six Nations. I won't lie. It's the final game as well. So I don't know. I, th- I think Ireland are going to lose two games in this Six Nations. going to lose to Wales and lose to France. But like France are like your golden child, you know. So like you, you can nearly disregard anything you say about France. But as I said, you know, the next World Cup is meant to be in France. So like they're they're building to win that. So I think they're they're the team to watch out. 
Watch so you think we're gonna we're gonna lose our opening two games? Is that what you're saying? Because yeah. we're playing France. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ser- seriously, yeah. I think they're the only two. They're the only two games we want to lose. Okay. I, I don't think France would really like travelling to the Viva Stadium, though. I mean, the past couple of times they've been there, they've been at the end of bits of hidings. Um, now, was it? It was Paris that Jonathan Sexton got the last minute drop goal, was it? So, yeah. two games previous in the Viva Stadium, they went away with kind of poor enough performances. So, if Ireland get a good performance in Wales, I say France won't fancy coming to the Viva Stadium. And if Ireland could nick a win there, they're definitely on the road for the Six Nations title. Because it's what, coming up to St. Patrick's Day, then the, what's it, around the 20th? 20th, yeah, the Pangland. Yeah. So, yeah, no, if, if Ireland lose the first two games, well, definitely it's... But if Ireland, if Ireland can get a win Sunday and be high in confidence hosts in France, I think they have a great chance. I won't lie, I really do think they have a great chance. Cool, boys, we'll move on to the, the main event uh, of the weekend, which is the Super Bowl. So, uh, Jamie Lemer, are you, uh, you staying up to watch it? Yeah, well, I think I'm, I'm just going to get up uh, real early and watch it. I'm, de- I'm definitely going to go to bed after Ireland game and then get up and watch uh, Super Bowl. It's on quite it early in the morning, isn't it? Starts at half well, eleven, yeah. Ah, yeah, but that's Starts like on. that's like your pre-game roll, actually, isn't it? No, no, no that's uh, that's a uh, kickoff, baby. I don't know. I don't know if we're <laughs> right, Robbie. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Myself and the house were chatting about earlier. I think we we must have got our times completely wrong. So, um, yeah, I probably have you know, those those few jinskies, those few jinskies, and then probably just continue on. Are you more excited for the game or for the, the halftime show of the weekend? Uh, probably the halftime show, to be honest. Um, I'll have to watch back on highlights to enjoy NFL. So, And yourself, TJ? Do you, uh, do you know anything about the games? or Do you hope anyone wins? Do you hope Tom Brady wins? or what do you, What's your call? Um, I, I'm actually looking forward to it this year. I won't lie because nearly every other year I was working the next day and I was just like I was saying, just watching the highlights. But um, just to that I wouldn't be not knowing what I'm watching about, I think this could be a real classic game. Like I really do. Um, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs win it. Um, the experience of being there. Um, and Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean... I mean, I think all the hype will be on Tom Brady. And I mean, he's just a superb player. But the team not being there since 2003, they could get over odds. So I think it could be a real, it could be Patrick Mahone's real kind of, what would you say, crime achievement. To, to yeah, well, if he wins, if he wins Super Bowl, he's had like two Super Bowls in three in years, you know. Or, sorry, yeah. And two in a row, two in a row, yeah. So, um like he's kind of on pace to kind of catch uh, Tom Brady as he is, but um, it's going to be kind of interesting game because you have the the Buccaneers, like as you were saying, Tom Brady's the only one apart from a few other guys maybe that have kind of been in the Super Bowl, uh, and all the obviously the squad from the Kansas City Chiefs, like most of them were there last year, so they all know how to go and win a Super Bowl. But um, like in the six uh, Super Bowls that Tom Brady has won, he's kind of got the ball. And he's kind of been losing, and he's had like a six-game winning drives essentially. So he, like, he knows he's the he's the main man. You know, when the pressure is on, like he doesn't falter. Like you know what I mean. So uh, it's going to be an intriguing battle. And uh, I've any time I've ever stayed up to watch it before, I haven't got past halftime. So uh, <laughs> hopefully, I can uh, I can make it up past. Um, well, actually, this time I actually kind of know a bit more about it. So hopefully, that'll kind of keep me a bit more intrigued. But uh, yeah, it should be a great game. Uh, so speaking of uh, two teams, uh, kind of with kind of mixed uh, kind of fortunes and stuff, uh, Liam, do you think uh, Wolves are going to be dragged into a relegation battle? Nah, not a hot. Fourteen place, they're going to stay there. Uh, they're in a nice little kind of tidy group of lads there. Like, there's not like you know, there's not a huge gap between like four or five teams there. You know the way, and the kind of the relegation zone is kind of you know just like I'd say Wolves are at the top of that relegation pyramid as it were but uh, you know they could easily get dragged into it um, to be honest Robbie I haven't a clue uh, because I only know 
I only know they're in 14 because you turned that picture up earlier. So, uh, yeah, I was usually, trying to give you a bit of a heads up. Uh, ah, no, fuck that. You know, go in just straightforward, you know. But, um, yeah, usually 14 places are uh, pretty safe after January. So, um, I think they're going to be grand. And I'm going yeah. to stick with that answer. No, stick with that one. And they have, they have uh, 26 games or 26 points. And they kind of like 40 points is kind of recognized as kind of being safe in the Premier League. So uh, they kind of, you know, unless they went through like a, uh, like a bad few weeks, you know, they probably will kind of bring themselves out of it. Um, on the other hand, TJ Liverpool, uh, if they win on Sunday, are they back in the title or is it kind of already kind of slipping from their grasp? Well, the way it is, they could, they could pull it off on Sunday. That's that's the way Liverpool season's gone. And I think, being honest, I hate saying it, I think the title race is over. I genuinely do. Even if Liverpool claimed to win over Man City, I, I just can't see Man City being stopped this year, being honest. If they win, it's all over. It's as simple as that. Um, Manchester United, even though they're playing very well, I think it's a year too soon So firm. But if Liverpool lose, I can see it'd be actually maybe a struggle to make the Champions League spot because confidence seems to be low. It seemed Liverpool seemed to be on the run, and then we just lost one nil the other night, and was a shocking performance. Being honest, yeah. And I, I, not making any excuse, but I think they're just mentally jaded. I mean, genuinely mentally jaded, but. I mean, if you were to compare that, say, to a team in GA, you're talking about amateurs. We're talking about professionals here. You're bringing in, you sign players in. Um, if Jota comes back uh, fairly soon and he's back training, I saw during the week. So if they can get Jota back and get a win on Sunday, if they get Jota back in the next two weeks, you never know. But I, I think the title race is over. I think it's Man City's. I think it'd be. I think next year will be completely different, um, and it, it could be a really, really good title race. But Man City could do like what? There's about 15, 15, 16, 17 games left. I mean, Man City could do what Liverpool done last year and just run away with it. Being honest, that's that's the way. Yeah. City are strong and they kind of have gone on kind of really good runs before and out of kind of everyone uh, like obviously Liverpool could do it but they have a lot of injuries and you know Van Dijk is probably the kind of centrepiece is probably why they're not doing as well uh, this year because he's out injured um, do you reckon it's going to like uh, in terms of uh, Pep Guardiola and City are they going to try and play just to kind of keep Liverpool at bay kind of maybe play for a draw or do you think they're going to go out and try and win the game and just push put the kind of Put Liverpool to the sword altogether. Do you think it's going to be defensive or City are going to attack? I think they will attack. I really do. If you look at the game a couple of years ago, uh, where City edged out Liverpool by one point, I mean, they went all out to attack that game. I think what was it? It finished 2 1. But the, I mean, City were, I mean, Liverpool were kind of flattered in that game slightly. It wasn't a great performance by them. Um, I expect a big performance from Liverpool. I really do. Um, and, I mean, they have to bring Henderson out to midfield. They, ha- they have to... I mean, maybe it's a bit too early to bring in Davies, but they have to do something. They have to... We're kind of restricted, like. We're in a, in, if you're to use a GA term, we're kind of playing a blanket defence, in a sense, where you have midfielders in your... Uh, playing kind of... Uh, sweepers in other words and I mean it, it doesn't work when you're trying to especially when you're so far behind so they have to they have to kind of sort out the defence I know injuries and that aren't helping but I, I'm not going to go on anymore on it I, I think the title race is over this early Liverpool could get the win but they could fall to the likes of a team like Sheffield or Brighton I mean, you look at Brighton, they were highly organised the other night, but we should have won that game. So, yeah. Who's winning on, who's on Sunday? Uh, Liverpool or City? I, I'd actually, I think it might, either a draw or a City win. I, I can't see, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Liverpool had the potential to win it. And that's the thing up against big teams. 
see what they've done against Spurs, but I think it'd be either a draw, but if I was a betting man, I'd go for a City win, maybe 2-1, 3-2, something like that. And just a quick question for you, Liam. Uh, Wolves are playing Leicester City. Now, Leicester City are a decent team. Uh, who do you think is going to win? I know your, your heart's going to say Wolves, but uh, who's going to win uh, that one? That's going to be a draw, lads. One all. One all. I don't think you've ever predicted anything else other than that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, uh, in fairness for Wolves, if they win a few games, they could be up, uh, you know, into the top half of the kind of, they're kind of just below the kind of good teams and stuff like that. So uh, just before we move on, I was going to ask uh, TJ a quick question just on the resurgence of uh, West Ham and uh, David Moyes. Uh, do you think kind of West Ham are kind of, kind of here to stay in the kind of top six, five or six conversation or is it just kind of, uh, we're just doing really well at this point in time and they're going to slip back again? Um, I, I, I think that uh, like, Usually when you see a team up there that are kind of from a lower level, in a sense, you might say, but I think David Moyes is doing a phenomenal job. I mean, you had, um, oh, who was it? Lingard came, scored two goals the other night. I mean, I think they, I think they could be there to stay. I mean, and I, I, I won't lie, I'm kind of delighted for David Moyes. I mean, he'd done a great job at Everton, went to Manchester United and... I mean, I think he was harshly treated in a sense. And it's only now in reflection, I say Manchester United supporters, it's say going in after Alex Ferguson, it was a no win. So I'm I think they I think to be there for there thereabouts for the next couple of years. Um now the big question is doing back to back like if they do a good year this year, could it be a, a kind of a one hit wonder in a sense that they could suffer next year? But um, I think David Mize is doing a good job there. I won't lie. And I'm kind of happy for him because, like I was saying, I think he was harshly treated and he's a better manager than he showed at Manchester United and it was a bad patch for United as well. Cool, cool guys. So we're going to move on. So uh, we're going to move on to uh, Star Wars, our next topic. So uh, just with kind of lockdown and everything, I've, uh, I've caught up and I've watched uh, all, all nine movies. Um so I was going to ask you is, uh, which ones are your favourites. So uh, I'll go to you, uh, Liam, first. Which one do you think is uh, the best one? Ooh, the best. I'm going to go with it's either one or two because uh, I just can't pick between the two of them. Um, it's either The Phantom Menace or Revenge of the Sith. And uh, they are my two favourite Star Wars movies. I don't think I can pick a winner. Uh, I think it, you know, if there was a gun to my head, I'd have to pick The Phantom Menace. I think it's just, uh, it really kind of kick-started it all, all over again. And they did really well, lad. Liam Neeson at his best, lads. Um, did absolutely great. So I'm going to go outside. saying episode one is your favourite one? Yeah, 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 absolutely. That definitely would not be a popular opinion, <laughs> I think. Um, what about you, TJ? Have you seen any of them? Or? I won't lie, I'm trying to Google here to, because... <laughs> The father, we're just saying out there, the father wanted to see their, I think it was mid-2000s, and that's why I was trying to Google to see what film it was. Um, the father wanted to see it in the cinema because of all of the hype, and went in with him, and I fell asleep in it. So I was going to say, whatever film that was, was my favourite, because it was the best sleep I ever got. So, um... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just well, not maybe, sure right now. Yeah, maybe you should start watching all of them before you go to bed every day. Or every night, and you'll get a great sleep every night. I used to suffer with fierce insomnia, so I actually might do it. <laughs> yeah, it could work. Uh, Are you having any uh, mad dreams in lockdown, actually, just as a matter of question there? I had cheese the other night before going to bed, and my God, the dreams <laughs> I had. Now, I can't, I can't take it back. I can't remember them, but... Uh, you, know, you wake up the next morning, you'd be sweating. You're like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> yeah. It's like dream acid. Yeah, oh, lads, it's fucking great. <laughs> uh, you, you want some lucid dreams, you get some cheese in you before bed. Do a half a block of cheddar into your day, so be tripping. <laughs> tripping balls in your sleep, lads. <laughs> are you, TJ, are you uh, having any uh, crazy lockdown dreams? Uh, I have 
stupid dreams anyway. Actually, I didn't have a dream in the past while, but um, I, I kind of have, I actually, the dreams I have make deadly harm films. That'd be yeah. because <laughs> I'm either chasing uh, uh, devils over in Rome or something in them, or a copy of soup that's going on holiday to me all like so. <laughs> But, yeah, man, you can try and write this stuff down. You get a nice script going. <laughs> yeah. uh, the one, uh, the one dream I keep going back to is zombies. That's that's my one. That's my place. Is zombies. So that's my weird dreams. That's your weird dreams. Yeah. Do you know the actual worst one? And I think it frightens me more. Like I was saying, I have fierce nightmares that I, they don't scare me. Like I won't lie. But that one where you wake up, or you're kind of, do you know, sleep paralysis. But you feel like you're falling. I think that frightens me more than any nightmare. Yeah, that's that's fucking scary. <laughs> yeah, when yeah, when when you fall in your sleep or you die in your sleep and you just jump and you wake up, you're like, oh shit. Yeah. And then you can't you can't go back to sleep for like two hours. You actually but, feel uh, the nerves in your legs, like you actually. Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell, yeah. I got uh, sleep paralysis happened to me once. That's the scariest fucking shit ever. Like, uh, you know, you're just. Obviously, like your, especially your brain works, wakes up before the body, and you're just lying there, like, why the fuck can't I move? Oh, I was terrified. Shitting yourself. Yeah, yeah, that that could have been a cheese night. So. Could have been a cheese night. <laughs> 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 so I'm guessing you don't have a favorite Star Wars then, TJ. Uh, no. 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 Okay. <laughs> I'm not sitting on the fence with that. No. <laughs> yeah. Go well, on, go I'll on. give you. I'll give you the proper order to watch them in, okay? So there's like there's a few different ways you can kind of watch them. You can watch them in like release order, or you can watch them uh, what's called the machete order, which is kind of all chopped up. Uh, but this is the best way to watch it, okay? Uh, you watch this. The, now, I'm talking about the episodes, not the release date, okay? So you watch episode two, which I think is Revenge of the Sith, possibly. Uh, I was going to go episode two, and episode- you've got... Episode two is the the attack of the clones, I think, is it? Oh yeah, attack of the clones. Oh no, sorry, scrap what I just said. Okay. So you watch episode four first, okay? Yeah. You watch episode four first, and then you watch episode five, okay? So at yep. that point, you're really deep into the Star Wars uh, kind of story. Then you go back and you watch episode two, and you watch episode three. And then they're like kind of prequels, kind of build, building you up for uh, episode six. And then you just, uh, you don't watch any more episodes because the rest are crap. And I include Phantom <laughs> I can include the Phantom uh, Mountain, sorry. Motherfucker. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> so watch uh, episode four, episode five, two, three, and six. And the most important point is don't watch it the way I did, which is watch one, two, three, and then four, because... Going from three to four is just the biggest letdown ever. In episode three, there's lads doing backflips over over rivers of lava. And then in episode four, Darth Vader can't even walk down a flight of stairs, with, like trying to keep it set, keeping himself together. So it's just the, the kind of the, the whole graphic kind of dropped is just too big for me. So watch that one first and get it out of the way and then keep going from there. So hopefully you won't fall asleep if you watch it that way. All right. All right. <laughs> I, I like it. I like it, except for yeah. There's no episode one where I think that kind of uh, that gives a good definition of Obi Wan's backstory. And then, like I know, I know episode three really uh, defines who he is. Uh, you know, for him and Anakin. But uh, yeah, I, I'll I'll give it a watch. I'll give it a watch. Yeah. So you're saying four, five, two, three, six. Yeah, and three is the best because it's the best action, and okay. also. The, the other guy, the kind of older guy they have as Obi-Wan Kenobi, I just, he, like, to me, he's not Obi-Wan Kenobi. No. Ewan, McGreg- Ewan McGregor is Obi-Wan Kenobi. That's, that's you know, there's no talking to you about that. Though. Yeah, cool. So are you going to give it a go, TJ? Are you going to get uh, Disney Plus there and watch it? He'll say yes, but uh, he truly means no. I'm not sure. Really means no, definitely not. <laughs> I won't lie, I wouldn't say so. I say yeah. But anything could happen. Anything could happen. That's it. It's a, it's a long, it's a long lockdown, lads. Hopefully, it's only yeah, another two to weeks. And <laughs> At least, hopefully, the gyms open up anyway. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Yeah, 
Just need to get on. Wait, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to work. It's going to go to the gym. <laughs> go to the damn gym. Yeah. No, I, I don't want to work. work. It's kind of like a double-edged sword, though, because like if, op- if lockdown is lifted, I get to go to the gym, but then I got to go to work. So it's kind of a... <laughs> yeah. I don't to I'm like, I don't know. Makes the how's, your, uh, how's your fitness uh, journey going, TJ? I know uh, Liam was kind of kick-starting you on something there last week and you were doing well. How, how are you getting on? Yeah, no, it's really enjoying it now. I won't lie to you. It's the boot and arse I needed. Um, doing about roughly five, six miles a day and then the gym work as well. So, yeah, and then... It's hard to know, like, you can go up at times, but I'd say I'm down about 4 or 5 kg, so, um, yeah, I'm happy. Sweet. Flying it, Tage. Flying it. Keep it up, bud. Uh, there's, uh, there's obviously going to be uh, fluctuations in your way, Joe. That's, that's natural, but... Uh, um, I know, yeah, it's just... going the right way. It's going the right way. Uh, yeah. uh, keep it up, anyway. Yeah, flying it. Those, uh, get, getting those steps up, you know, your knee up and all that, so uh, happy out. Guarantee my legs still didn't recover from that wall sit though. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, well yeah. Um every Tuesday, Robbie, we do say like a Tuesday challenge. So there's about eleven or twelve of them in the group. Uh choose a challenge. Uh so you normally have like your best time or a best amount of reps and the winner wins a prize. And this week TJ oh. won uh, TJ won a hashtag foodie uh lunch bag. So oh, go on TJ. Those uh, big, strong, Stonyford legs uh, stood you in a uh, good stead there. Just wedge yourself into that wall. On you go. Go, no go, to, your happy pla- yeah, go to your happy place. I was going to say it, actually. You took the words out of me mouth because I really did go into a feckin' trance. Like, I won't lie to you. <laughs> and then my legs woke me up. But anyway... <laughs> Cool, boys. Uh, so I, I presume you're not going to take my recommendation to watch uh, Star Wars, TJ. But uh, if you had to give me some picks for a lockdown, what's your uh, what's your picks of the week this week? Yeah, me. I I give a warning straight away. My picks for the next couple of weeks are going to be fairly grim, actually. Um... <laughs> just to cheer us up. Yeah, I know. It's it's just I won't lie to you. It's just the audio books I'm coming across. So um, yeah, pick this week is actually uh, behind the tape. Um, it's a book by Dr. Marie Cassidy, who used to be who's the retired um, former state pathologist. Um, Very and, cheerful. Yeah, I know. It's <laughs> it's a really a li- really live and up, but. Uh, yeah, no, it's actually a really interesting book. I won't lie to you, it really is. And um, it, it it just kind of makes you think of the, the work that people do. I mean, the grim work that people do for, you never never want to encounter them. But I, I just find it interesting. It just popped up after, I, 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 I won't say read, but listen, Champagne Football, it popped up as, a choice and I said I get it and yeah it was really interesting so if you don't want to be miserable I'd advise not to read it or listen to it but <laughs> if you're kind of intrigued um, like it, it's really interesting now it really is I won't lie so that's the pick that is a certain uh, job that you think you could do yourself um, I know I'm going to get slagging for this but I actually, I actually often thought of kind of helping out in that area. I, when I was in school, I wanted to become either a guard or uh, an undertaker. That might sound strange. So, uh, well, it's not strange. It's just like you know, the difference between the two. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's like maybe I'll be a guard or I'll be like a fireman or something. It's never, it's never usually I'll be a guard and an undertaker. Yeah, yeah no, I, was very, yeah. I was very close to being a guard and then I chickened out and went through all the processes just to go and then I chickened out Um, I went into finance instead. But yeah, no, I, 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 I'd I, say it, it, it's kind of, I won't ramble on, but I think it's a job that kind of has to be done. And uh, an awful lot of the book that she was on about was actually giving relief to people in their worst time. Um, so it kind of like I was saying it's the last person you ever want to 
encounter in a sense, but the job they're doing can kind of bring relief and that to families. And it'd be the same with anything in that industry, but um, that'd be, but it's, it's kind of hard to break into. That's and does she read it in like a scary voice in the audiobook? No, it's actually real. It's it, it, she's <laughs> from Scotland, so it's in oh, a Scottish can't... accent. So it's actually deadly. Like if you like Scottish accent, Scottish accent, uh, you'd really enjoy it. And I mean, she's really engaging. You you think about it. I mean, she was the head pathologist for Ireland. She started off over in Edinburgh and it's really interesting but she's really engaging as well she's it might sound funny but I say she'd be really a jolly person to have a pint with that which might sound strange but (laughs) and do you reckon uh Liam should uh give this book a a bit of a listen to or the audiobook a listen to have a lot of cheese and uh freak out with some zombie dreams you think that'd be a good idea for him I was going to say I wouldn't recommend it to Liam because he probably know the ways to kill me without getting caught like so I won't say anymore. Well, I don't need a, I don't need an audiobook to uh to do, to know that teach. I oh, know I mean to get away with it. That'd be the thing. Get away. Actually, look, <laughs> the first thing is they'd never find your body, man. So uh, I'm already <laughs> I've I've already got away with it. <laughs> and you're trying to get it in real good condition and you don't want people to find it. Okay. Well you made your first mistake, Aline, by talking about it on a podcast. Come on. It's a rookie mistake, yeah, pal. Yeah, I, I didn't say nothing, huh? Hey, well, man, you had that bit out, TJ. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, any, any other uh, recommendations, TJ? Uh, no, that's it. I, I'm actually listening to one at the moment. Um, so I say that and maybe I might go to Netflix again because I don't want to be going down the miserable line. But um, I'm actually going along kind of the same lines with the audiobook I'm listening to currently. So... I might try and jolly it up for the next couple of weeks, not to the comedy comedy show or something. Exactly. That's your home. That's your homework for next week is to watch something uh, to lift the mood of the nation. Definitely not Star Wars, anyway. Definitely not. Uh, Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> this is no convincing me at all here. No. Uh, and no. Then what would be your picks of the week, man? Ooh, I have uh, two picks of the week. So um, the first one is just your absolute classic, uh, Matt Damon. I could have, I could have even said this last week, lads, but uh, all the Bourne films are on uh, are on Netflix now, so I'd definitely be giving them a watch. Um, my other one is uh, Mark Wahlberg, and it's actually mm-hmm. like a major change. Robbie, turn your phone on a uh, silent there. Um, it's a major change for Mark Wahlberg. It's Instant Family, and it's an absolutely great movie, lads. Uh, it's based on a true story as well. So it's basically. Um, a couple, uh, they adopt, they want to adopt a child. Um, and then, like, they go to, it's basically a, an adoption fair. And uh, they lo- look at show all the younger children, whatever. Um, and then Mark Wahlberg is like, oh, I'm going to go over and talk to these uh, teenagers. Because no one was going over to talk to him. He was like, oh, I'm just going over to talk. They're being avoided like the plague. So, uh, yeah, and then one of the teenagers flipped out on him. I said, oh, you don't need to give us a pity chat or whatever. And then, um, you know, Mark Wahlberg and his missus were like, yeah, we want her. But then she came with two younger siblings as well. And uh, it, just, it just makes for a great movie, lads. Um, it's a bit of a tearjerker as well. So uh, you all know I love a tearjerker. Uh, so um, absolutely great watch, lads. If you're looking for a cry, uh, you know, a couple of glasses of gin, instant family. You, know, you, you are in for an absolutely great one. And, uh, with your gin, uh, Liam, are you are you kind of throwing loads of fruit in it as well? Um, I'm not actually. I'm more of a say like a lemon and gin guy. So um, it's a bit of fizzy lemon uh, into the gin on a go. Did you add that to your Tinder profile? Yeah, Robbie. Yeah, I think uh, I think I will add it to my uh, to my Tinder profile. I think that could work, man. Jeez, man, you took a long time with that fucking answer. Like that took yeah, twenty yeah, minutes well, to get that um, answer here. You know what? What you didn't realize was, uh, say the chat ended. So, like always, we ran out of time. So uh, we've run over that forty-minute episode again. But uh, you know, you must have been sitting here for twenty minutes, twiddling your thumbs. <laughs> just where the fuck are the boys? <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was just waiting on the answer there. What's happening? What the yeah. hell, lads? And after spending twenty minutes trying to find a good edit point, and you completely ruin it, like. 
I think we've made it better. We've made it. We've made it better. We've improved on a bad situation, and we've just we've, we've multiplied it. It's the multi- multiplication effect. We've just made it ten times better, at least ten it's and a half times better, maybe. It's the moral of the story with podcasts, especially after last year, to make sure to edit them properly. And not I don't know. Think, <laughs> not have people think that they're on an episode when they're not on an episode. For sure, you won't mention anyone. Exactly, especially when it's meant to be off the record as well. Like <laughs> that's where we differ, lads. So our fuck ups are funny. We don't stitch people up. That's it. That's our number one rule. We only stitch no, ourselves up. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one. So, are, have any, any more picks from you guys, or will we move on to the the high ball? I think we can move on, boys. Yeah, to the high ball. Let go. So, I was kind of uh, just thinking, um, if you could choose one kind of sporting uh, do-over, so say whatever, maybe a team that you follow, and there was just kind of one decision or one sort of bad play or a bad tackle or maybe like a, a ball hit off a post or something like that. Or So it could be like a game that you played in or it could be a game that you watch on TV for a team that you support or just a team that you were just kind of watching that game and you just kind of felt for that team in that moment that they lost or whatever. Or, they were, or, they, or maybe it could be changing that a team went on and uh, won something. Uh, so I'm going to give you one first um, just so you can have a little bit of a think about it so uh, just a sporting uh, redo so if you go back in time or you just change a moment just slightly Uh, now I was going to originally pick the Dublin versus Donegal game in uh, 2014 where Dublin lost and only for that year we'd be going for uh, seven in a row or eight in a row Um, so I'm going to skip over that game where we got annihilated by uh, Donegal and I'm going to pick the uh, the Ireland game, Ireland versus France uh, with the Henri handball, handball. Now, I'm not going to change the handball. I'm going to prevent it from ever happening by making uh, Paul McShane stick his big donkey head onto that ball and get the ball out of the box, which is what he should have done. The ball should never have got to Henri. He should have headed the ball out and we should have uh, continued on and uh, got to the World Cup and uh, went on and won the World Cup, which we definitely would have done anyway. So, uh, who wants to come in on that first, guys? I thought Liam. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, sure. I'll probably go to uh, one of my own uh, mistakes. Uh, I have a terrible habit of uh, when the rugby teams are struggling for numbers that I will play when I'm injured. Uh, it's a very bad habit to have and I know one year it, it absolutely fucked me up um, so I had a really good pre-season just probably about two years ago now, I'd say three years ago even if we include this year um, I had a, a savage pre-season I had a, a great summer bringing me into the pre-season and I was probably one of the fitter forwards there and I had, I was told by the coach I was like oh you're playing first this year, you're fit enough, we're going to put you in second row. So I was like, Jesus, this is fucking great. Uh, last last uh, session of pre-season, uh, I get tackled, I tear ligament to my ankle, and I'm like, fuck it, that's me gone. Um, I did a lot of rehab, so about six weeks later, I was, uh, like I never went on crutches or anything, I uh, went straight into the pool, got fairly sorry out there, went into... Uh, Johnny Carnes, he helped me out as well. So, um, oh. yeah, yeah, good old Johnny Carnes. Um, Johnny. Yeah, so I did. Yeah, I did some really great rehab, and after six weeks, I was feeling really good. I was even doing a small bit of running. Um, but um, I got, I got, and I asked, I was like, "Oh, how are you feeling, Liam? What's the story? We're very stuck for the weekend. Uh, we'll try in there with the seconds. You'll probably only get maybe ten minutes at the end if one of the lads is really tired." I was like, "Sound, yeah, yeah, I'll play." It. So, uh, or I'll talk out, but I don't want to play. And um, it came to it, team was named, and I was named to start second row, and I was like, what the fuck? So I played anyway, and I was playing fucking savage. Now, Robbie, you will actually remember this day, because I came into the gym looking for a scissors to cut all the strapping off my ankle. Yeah, you're doing 10 inches of tape on your foot. Yeah, yeah. And I only played about 15 minutes. 
Um, but I was playing, I like I was playing savage that game. I was feeling unbelievable. Um, I got tackled and I was on the ground. And um, for some reason, the opposition lads uh, dragged me back by the shoulders on my jersey. So it was a foul anyway there. Uh, like he grabbed me really high, uh, pulled me back out over myself and I twisted my ankle again and I screamed at the pain. So um, if I could go back and redo that, it would be not to play that game and to stay out because I fucked up my season there and I think I only probably got to play about two games that season. So, uh, yeah, I fucked myself up, lads. Yeah, it's a good a good lesson for um, a lot of uh, younger players, uh, you know, to... Now, often uh, it's kind of the really good players that kind of get thrown in for a lot of games, you know, when they're kind of injured and that can also kind of, you know, I'm not saying this is going to happen to you, but it could like long-term if they kind of keep getting thrown in, like it could like shorten their career a little bit, you know, like uh, Brian Driscoll, he kind of was playing injured a lot of the times when he was playing for Ireland because he was our best player. Uh, and that probably shortened his career by a couple of years as well. Uh, so TJ, what uh, sporting moments uh, would you do over? So I'm after saving, I'm after sending Ireland to the World Cup here, and uh, Liam's after saving his uh, his rugby season. So what would you pick? Would you believe it's the toughest question I think I've been asked in a high ball, and I'm not going to waffle on it because they're personal ones that kind of amateur that I would have making, but because they're amateur, I don't want to mention people or that. Um, I say leaving out personal. I say be the build of the 2010 All-Ireland. Even in doing all of this, I think Tipperary were just out for vengeance on that day. But when you had 25,000 supporters in watching the team training in Nolan Park, um, and even there's a good friend of mine was hurling on that team as well. And he even said himself that... The, the players couldn't concentrate. They just couldn't concentrate to get the hard work done. But another aspect of that game was, and I think it's that game was Henry Shefflin was out injured as well. Um, he'd done the cruciate in the semi-final, I think, or shortly before. The, I think it was the semi-final. And he went and got therapy and everything like that. And all the hype before the game was Henry Shefflin starting. And unfortunately... For the poor man, he only lasted, I think, was it 15 minutes, even at that game. So the I don't think the players' heads were right going into the game, but then the injury as well. So I think I if I had any power at all to change, I think I would have seen here 25,000 watching a training session. I know one lad um, that I interviewed a few times for radio is from Clare he actually drove up to watch a training session. So you're talking someone driving, what, Ennis is about two and a half hours drive. So five hours up and back kind of way to watch a team training. And if I could advise anyone, i say here, don't rush Henry Sheffield back and don't have training behind closed doors as well. Uh, was that, I think he, he got uh, rushed to uh, Wexford after the game. He went to do the, the cryotherapy. Right. He kind of like got him straight down there to kind of get him back. And it was kind of almost a mini miracle even getting him back for that game, to be fair. like So um, oh, that was kind of a little mini miracle in itself. Oh, definitely. And I mean, even I know I'm, I'm very scared to say, but I think there was experimental treatment as well. Now, it's fought 10 years ago this year. So yeah. it wouldn't be fresh in the mind, but I think there was experimental treatment done as well to see if he could come right. Now, I'm not saying that would have changed in the game, but when you have a leader like Henry Shefflin coming off injured. Now, the the thing about it is, it was a no-win situation for Brian Cody in that game either, because if he was anyway right, and sorry, John Tennyson, I think, was injured as well. Um. Now, it could you be can only have one of them back. You can only have one of them back. No, 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 no. I think there were two injuries on the field and one of them held up. I think it was John Tennyson's held up. And All right, if you could change one thing, though, you could change one thing, would it just be to Lark Corbett uh, wouldn't play? Oh, yeah. I, it, 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 
divert the Tipperary bus into Croke Park that day. <laughs> um, yeah, I think, I mean, it was just, it, it's like Dublin are after doing it, after doing five in a row, and now they're after doing six in a row. So Gosh, that was all money, though. That was all money. <laughs> but they wouldn't it, have done that without the money. It, it just shows what an achievement it is. I mean, Kerry in 1982 came up short. So I think that was the thing. I mean, especially when you look at it, we're on about Kilkenny being de- denied the five in a row. It's five five year gun in six years since Kilkenny won dollar and title. It was 2015, the last time they won it. So I think that was the thing I'd like to change. It would have been history created and it would have been the crowning achievement for that team. And I, I think... If I was to change one aspect of it, it would be the crowd at training because I don't think the player, no matter what the management team would have done, I just don't think you could kind of keep the players' feet firmly on the ground. I mean, no matter what, you couldn't get the hard yards done either. Um, so, yeah, I think that would be the thing I would change, the crowd. Would you say, is that your your uh, your saddest day as a Kilkenny supporter where you kind of... Was that probably the defeat that kind of you took the, the most, the hurt the most? That, that that was the moment he turned to Camogie to get a bit of uh, hope, <laughs> hope back, in, uh, back in his life. Actually, the other, the other regret, and I, I'm only going to say it would have been actually Camogie. It was that staying with one of the teams in 2016 when we done the double, and it was on the county board at the time, and I turned down the offer because... I, I didn't want a conflict of interest. Um, and we ended, it was an absolute terrific achievement, but I kind of regretted not being, not accepting the offer that year as well. That would have been the second one. But, um, oh no, 2011. I, I just knew by interviews before the game that I just sensed that things, it wasn't going to be our day like, but it was just the hype as well, the media hype. I mean, I think Dublin were more capable of dealing with it because even in the bad periods for Dublin, they were a hype behind that. It's it's a bit like England going into a say a championship. They're they're always going to be in the media's mind as one of the favourites for. But I think I think the hype in the build up to that All Ireland just didn't help at all. Now to be fair, Tipperary were immense on that day as well can't take anything away and the sweetest day after that was Henry Shefflin coming on and you could say getting us the draw in Dollar in 2012 against Galway and then getting us over the line in the replay so that'd be the high and low point Well we can, can barely get you off the fence but we're, we're, uh, we're putting out a lot of uh, painful memories for you here, sorry TJ <laughs> Well, about, yeah, it's about time he's off the fence, though. Yeah, he's actually having to give us some pretty, pretty good, clear points there. Um, just, I, just I, come I'm... down off the fence one rung at a time. He can't handle this. <laughs> baby steps, Rob. Baby steps. We're talking about a fence the size of Trump's wall here, like. So if you're scared of heights, that's a big fence to come off of. It's pretty, pretty big, pretty big wall. <laughs> Except there's about five hundred miles of clear open space like that you would have but I'm still on the fence like <laughs> still on the fence still on the fence within this 5k just to let everybody know in case uh, <laughs> any uh, Nefesh officials are listening cool uh, so we'll leave there guys uh, good chats uh, so uh, hope, uh, hopefully Liam doesn't uh, dream of zombies right tonight you're not put, trying to put that in your head right um, yeah, hopefully not boys and hopefully it's not too uh, sad of a night uh, reminiscing of what could have been a five in a row, TJ. So uh, we'll leave there, guys. Have a good one. Same. Good Thanks a million, lads. Good luck. Bye, 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 bye. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.